Hello and welcome to Caught My Ear, where two music obsessed mates grab a mic and have a chat about what music they've been listening to. My name is Vivian. My name is Maddie. So this is episode 96. We're almost into the 100s. Oh, almost <laughs> triple digits. Oh my god. I know. So as always, we will start with Song of the Week. Maddie, kick us off. Okay. So, um, if you listened to last week's episode, you'll know that we went into kind of a bit of a rant. Just slightly. Slightly. <laughs> About Lil Nas X's new album, Montero. Um, I have since listened to the album (laughs) and I love it. Not going to (laughs) lie. I think most of the songs are fabulous. There are so many bops, so many great songs, which is why (laughs) my song of the week this week is Lost in the Citadel by Lil Nas X. So this song on the album is a little bit different to um, what you'd probably associate, like, music-wise with Lil Nas X. Mm. Um, It's a little bit more angsty. It's a little bit more punk rock. It's a little bit more grungy. Like, not really, but there's... It's not, like, R&B, like, pop-type thing. It's a little bit um, sort of that way inclined. Um, But it's really good. I love the percussion, first of all. It's super, super, like, really, really quick Mm. rhythms. And it's really driving and intense. And then also, like, the guitar riff that kind of goes along um, through the background is really, really cool, too. Um, And the beginning, there's, like, this one, like, this, like, drone synth note that sort of, like, um, is the intro, I guess. And then it circles back to that at the end which I think is a nice sort of like opening and ending full circle moment (laughs) um but yeah I think overall it's just a really like infectious song and it's super fun to listen to I love it well I haven't listened to the album yet um but after hearing Maddie's thoughts I I think I will so I think it's worth it. I think it's definitely worth listening to. Yeah, because I've never really been a fan of Lil Nas X's music. The only song I think is really, really cool is Industry Baby. Like, I just think, as a production, the whole thing I think is really, really cool. That is a very good song. It is. That is also a very good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like, Maddie was like, you're not going to be prepared for what this song is (laughs) going to sound like. And it's... It honestly threw me off guard when I first when it first started playing because it is so different um, to at least as someone who doesn't listen to his music like the sort of popular stuff that we hear from him and his singles and that sort of thing. So I think it's really cool that he experimented with a new genre or not necessarily a new genre but just different instrumentation to sort of you know. Um, present what he's trying to say in this song and I did really enjoy it like I think it sort of fits his vocal tone really well and yeah I think you know still there's like vocal effects in there so it still feels I guess like intrinsically him but it's just him experimenting a little bit yeah there's a lot of different sounds sort of um throughout the album and another song in particular I can't remember the name of it um but it's the one where um Elton John mm is featured on it as well um it's sort of about like um you know sort of like industry executives and them telling him what he should and shouldn't do with his music and that kind of thing and it's a really really interesting song I really like it it's quite different I didn't think that he would sort of like go down that 
sort of like introspective mm. route. Um, but it's a really, really good song. Um, and there's like a few others that are like really good bops. Like Dead Right Now is also really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously Industry Baby and a, a couple of others I really, really love. Um, but yeah, this song in particular, I think it just caught me in a way that none of the others did. And I think that is partly to do with me not expecting that kind of genre from him and he's done it really really well and I hope that he sort of does a few more songs like that down the track because I think he does it really well but that's my song of the week Lost in the Citadel by Lil Nas X Vivian what have you got so my song of the week this week is called I Think I Like You by the band Camino yay another band Camino song um (laughs) You guys we, need kn- to, we need to have a running tally for I how know. many times we do that. You guys know how much we love this band. Ever since Maddie brought them up so long ago, yeah. <laughs> that first time on the podcast. So since then, we've both really enjoyed listening to them. And they just released their debut album a couple weeks ago, self-titled, The Band Camino. So this is coming from that album. And I think it was actually released as like the last single before the album released. Um, but I really like this song. It yeah. is so infectious. And it's funny because I think I've said this about the band Camino before, but they're really they're really good at knowing what they're good at, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like they know what they do well and they really excel in like producing those kind of songs. And the thing is, like, it doesn't sound like all their songs, while they sort of fit within one genre, it doesn't sound repetitive, at least to me. Like yeah. I feel like they still have, you know, they inject something in each song to make it a little bit different from the last. And with this one in particular, like, it's very synth-heavy. Um, there's not a lot of, like, I guess, organic instruments in there. But at the same time, like, the vocals, they sound incredible. And there's not a lot of, you know, vocal effects on there. So it's cool how they play with these different elements to sort of make this, like, very infectious pop song. Um, but yeah, I really, really enjoy it. The chorus is, it's just an earworm. Like, oh yeah, it's so easy to sing along to. It's so fun to sing along to. And I just really love this song. I think I haven't listened to the album yet. I have yet to dedicate like a a slot of time (laughs) to listening to it. I'm just really, really, um, hyping it up. But I love this song. Mm. I think it's fabulous. I think there are so many different little like elements of you know like interest that they kind of like weave throughout it like every sort of phrase has a different like you'll hear something different in the background Mm -hmm. or like some weird like little synth sound or like a sample or something and it kind of like goes all over the place but still it sounds like cohesive and um I think the I think it's the pre-chorus yeah there is, like, it goes into, you know, you, you're you used to hearing this, you know, like, chord progression, and it's very prevalent a lot in, like, pop music. It's all yeah. sort of, like, the same kind of chords. And then when it goes into the pre-chorus, there's this, like, really unexpected chord that you're not, like, used to sort of hearing or, like, it's not overly, like, complex. It's no. not, like, some weird jazz ad sus thing um no but like it's it's not um something that you'd expect in the pattern of what has been previously played and i think the way that they've done 
that is really, really cool in the way mm. that they've sort of injected some, like, um, yeah, some added interest. I think it's really great. But the song's awesome. I love it. Yeah, and even going from that pre-chorus into the chorus is also, like, very... The first time I listened to it, it was very unexpected because in that pre-chorus, you kind of hear this really flowing, like, instrumentation, but then when it flows into the chorus, like, everything drops out and you just hear, like, this, like, vocal synth in the background, which reminded me of Glee um, (laughs) the first time I heard it. Probably let me know if if it reminds you of Glee as well, if you've listened to the song. Um, But yeah, so it's just such a cool song. I love this band so much. Um, but that is my song of the week this week. I think I like you by the band Camino. So now we will go into what's trending and I'll kick us off. So I have a very weird article here <laughs> because we have a collaboration between two artists that would, I never would have thought I wouldn't would come even call to one an artist. Well, I mean, in an artist con- in a different sense. Yes. In a different <laughs> sense. Um, so I have an article here written by Al Newstead for triple J and it says lime cordial and Idris Elba serve up apple crumble and announce mini album. Remember earlier this year when Idris Elba jumped on stage with Lime Cordial for a surprise performance of Unnecessary Things? Well, they've reunited for a new single, Afrocrumble, which is lifted from a joint mini-album called Cordy Elba, out 14th of January. That is so cringe. <laughs> I, I hate that. Why would they you call it that? You can't say that with a straight face. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Recorded in Sydney earlier this year while Elba was in town shooting a movie, just casually. Yeah. Apple Crumble has the jaunty flavour you'd expect of a freshly squeezed Lime Cordial track. It also sounds a little bit like a gorilla's joint, with vocals mostly fronted by Elba. It marks the first time The Wire and Thor screen star has tried on his singing voice. Quote, I come from a DJ background, have always rapped, but never considered myself a singer, says Idris. But Lime siblings Ollie and Lewis Lembach encouraged me to put vocals down. They filled me with a lot of confidence. So I haven't listened to the song. I'm not sure if I want to. Yeah, I'm a little bit nervous about <laughs> listening to it, to be quite honest. Because um, I think I've said this on the podcast before, but I'm not a huge fan of Lime Cordial. Uh, I don't, I think... You've just alienated all of our Triple J fans. (laughs) I know. I just, for me, like, a lot of their music feels really derivative in the sense that, like, it's just not bringing anything new that's interesting to me as a listener. But Idris Elba is a really good actor. But is he a good singer? I don't know. Who knows? Especially, I didn't even know that, like, you know how they said at the start of the article that he jumped on stage with them? Like, what... Like, how, in what context would that ever happen? <laughs> and how, like, I want to know how they, like... Same! How they came together. How did they... What plane of existence <laughs> did they meet on that somehow brought them together? Like, I, of all people. I don't know. And, like, of all people, exactly. And you would just never think you would hear those two names in the same sentence. But here we go. And the fact that they, they did a mini-album... I want to know how long it is. I want to know how many songs they've done. I don't know. I feel like, you know what? We should, we'll listen to the song. And we'll, we'll have to do a little listening party. Yeah. And, and <laughs> listen to the album just to, just to make our thoughts known. But, um, but yeah, Maddie, what do you have? Um, I have an article from Billboard and it reads, Britney Spears Netflix documentary, Britney vs. Spears trailer debuts. I just want my life back. Okay, so it's written by Chris Gardner. 
It says, Netflix just dropped the first full trailer for its buzzed about Britney Spears documentary from Erin Lee Carr titled Britney vs. Spears along with the release date of September 28. Quote, The world knows Britney Spears, performer, artist, icon, but in the last few years, her name has been publicly tied to another, more mysterious term, conservatorship, reads the official synopsis from Netflix. Britney vs. Spears tells the explosive story of Britney's life and her public and private search for freedom. Featuring years-long investigative work, exclusive interviews, and new documents, this Netflix feature film paints a thorough portrait of the pop star's trajectory from girl next door to a woman trapped by fame and family and her own legal status. It shows Britney's life without utilising the traumatic images that have previously defined her. Carr and journalist Jenny Aliscu are featured in the trailer and are said to have worked in tandem to, quote, delve deep into the tangled history of the conservatorship that has been in place for over 13 years. The film weaves a shocking timeline of old and new players, secret rendezvous, and Britney's behind-the-scenes fight for her own autonomy. Text messages and a voicemail, as well as new interviews with key players, make clear what Britney herself has attested. The full story has yet to be told. So the article continues to go on. It's quite long. Mm. Um, but I'll link it in the description. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm interested to see what this documentary is like. Because I feel like Britney's been so um, highlighted in mm. the media in recent times because of this whole legal battle. And it's such a, like, it's something that we, it's not really talked about a lot. Like, you, you I never even knew what a conservatorship was before this whole debacle sort of came to light. So Mm -hmm. I feel like it's very sort of um, new to a lot of people and that's why a lot of people are, like, really interested in it. And then also it's, you know, because it's Britney Spears. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm just curious to see what else that they have that hasn't already been talked about. Yeah, um, I think it'll be nice, especially where we are at now, because the last thing we talked about was the fact that her father is stepping down um, from the conservatorship, and I think it'd be really nice to have, like, a documentary of sort of where we're at now, because it is such a long story that goes back years and years and years, and obviously there's a lot of people in play as well. I think it'd be good, especially with what you said, it's you know, garnered such public interest for it to just be, like, one thing that people can sort of look towards and understand more about what's happening. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm interesting. So it only comes out in the next couple of days. Mm. Um, so I guess we'll have to see if we can watch it. Yes, for sure. Say our thoughts on it. But, yeah, that's it for our What's Trending segment. Um, so we'll go back to our songs, and I'll start us off with Under a Rock, and this week I am talking about Love Me Right by Greta Ray. Um, so quite a while ago now, yeah. Vivian brought up a Greta Ray song on the podcast, which I loved. Um, if you don't know who Greta Ray is, she is an Australian artist. Um, a couple of years ago, she won Triple J's like Unearthed High mm-hmm. competition. So it's sort of like, you know, when a high school students like submit songs um, and usually the winner gets to perform at Splendor, yeah. I think. Um, and yeah, so Greta has just released her debut album, which is very exciting. Um, I haven't really been a super big fan or 
like listen to really any of her music to be honest but this Mm. one came up on one of my spotify playlists and i was like instantly hooked i was like this song is just so good so catchy um i love greta's voice like i remember you know like this song i cannot remember what song it was was drive drive yeah um that song is great i loved Mm. her vocals on that and like still to this day obsessed with them she's got like such a rich yeah kind of like deep dark tone but she still is able to you know pull off these like really upbeat pop songs without it like dragging which is really nice for sure but yeah overall songs a bop i love it so yeah it's really cool hearing her in this context because um you know listening to drive it's a very like wordy track and it's very much like the instrumentation is obviously really solid and it's there but it's very much about the story um and it's cool to sort of hear her in this context where it is like this pop song and it's upbeat and you know it's got everything all all the good characteristics of a good pop song and especially like when it sort of builds into the chorus and all the instruments come in. Like, it, it just works so well. And, yeah, I'm a huge fan of her. I yeah. have to listen to the album. I love the backing vocals. Yes. So good. Um, And, yeah, like, all of the sort of elements that go into this song, I think they work super well together and her voice just really carries the whole thing. So, really keen to listen to that album. Another one I've got to chuck on my list. I know. God, it's getting ridiculously long. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that is my Under a Rock. It is Love Me Right by Greta Ray. Vivian, what have you got for Under a Rock? So my Under a Rock this week is called American Beauty by Femme. I think that's how you say it. Um, apologies if not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so this song, uh, it came up on my Discover Weekly, as it always does. And I've heard this artist around before. I know she's featured on, like, a lot of different like rappers songs i think she's been on like a machine gun kelly song and i think he's been on a few of hers so when i was going into it i wasn't really sure what to expect but i really really enjoyed it it's definitely full of angst it's kind of yeah kind of reminds me of like a lot of old school like emo songs um (laughs) because it is filled with angst but also just like in terms of the production it's got that really dark, like, pulsating guitar riff. You know, it all... And, like, the lyrics are very... Very sort of serious and very dramatic. But it's also delving in such, a, like, an important topic. Sort of talking about, you know, our expectations these days with our looks. And how we always try to fix ourselves with all these cosmetics things. But then, you know, the people around us while they are the ones who are saying you need to fix yourself once you do they don't like you anymore it's very very complicated subject matter but i think the way that she has sort of put this in a palatable way it works really well yeah i absolutely love the lyrics in the first verse like that whole like there's a section about you know um you know when you're 16 you're getting your lips done and then you kiss your boyfriend and then he's like well i don't actually like the yes. way that it feels and now he's the victim. I love that when they mm-hmm. like flip it. Um, and it's just, yeah, there's a lot of things that are very specific, but also like a lot of, you know, young girls can like take pieces of it and go, yeah, you know what? That is what happens all the time. And that's mm. what this sort of American beauty standard kind of has been set out. And 
it's really interesting the way that she sort of explores that topic mm-hmm. in such an interesting like musical way because i yeah like her vibe is very unique yeah and i think um it's just yeah really interesting like her vocals and then like the backing and everything that sort of comes into it it's very like I feel like when I was listening to it it kind of the one thing that kind of like irked me a little bit was like it feels like a lot of it's still in the background like there's bits like the chorus in Mm. particular it all sounds like very like muffled and like pulled back it's like they've like turned the gain like all the way down when they're recording but then in the verses, like, she comes out, like, her voice comes out to the forefront and it's, like, very in your face. But then the chorus kind of, like, pulls back, which is a little bit weird because normally it's the other way around. Mm. Um, but, yeah, overall, I think the subject matter is, like, really, really important and the way that she's explored it in the lyrics is, like, incredible. So, well done. Yeah, 100% agreed. Um, and, yeah, like, I, I do think I agree with that. And I also think the song, it's quite short. I think it's, like, two yeah. minutes and 20 seconds, which... I think, you know, we've talked about this argument many times about the (laughs) length of songs and albums and that. We won't go into it, but I think that it is interesting when an artist sort of makes that a stylistic choice to make a song really short, especially when it's a song like this, where it is quite serious and it's talking about a really complicated matter. Like, it's just interesting that they decided for it to be a shorter song. Um, but yeah, that is my Under a Rock this week, American Beauty by Femme. So now we'll go into Caught My Ear and I'll kick us off. So my song for this week is called Let's Get the Party Started by Tom Morello featuring Bring Me the Horizon. So I haven't spoken about Tom Morello before on the podcast, but he was the guitarist from Rage Against the Machine. And so now, like, for the past couple of years, he's been doing a lot of solo stuff, um, with a lot of featuring like featuring artists he's written for a lot of people and growing up as a guitarist myself like Rage Against the Machine was one of the first bands that I listened to that really sort of brought me into the kind of music I listen to now because it was very much like fight the man like <laughs> the patriarchy yeah very much <laughs> and I very much loved that sort of message that they were giving especially because back then you weren't really hearing a lot of that and but from a musical point of view Tom Morello Like, the way he plays guitar always fascinated me. He he has such an interesting way of actually playing the guitar and also, like, in terms of the sounds. Like, he does a lot of techie stuff. He plays with a lot of effects. And so whenever you hear, like, a Tom Morello guitar solo, you honestly never know what you're going to get because he always just likes to play with different sounds. So I've always really admired him as a guitarist. So when I saw that he released a song with Bring Me the Horizon, I was like... This is like this <laughs> your is, two worlds have collided. Literally, like the this I couldn't ask for anything better. And it truly delivered this song. Um, if anything, like it's a whole like it's very much a rage against the machine song. I feel like if they had their name on it, like it would definitely fit within their vibe because it is very intense. It's very um obviously loud and heavy but then it kind of has this groove to it which Rage Against the Machine always had in their songs they always had this really cool groove to it and with Tom Morello and his guitar riffs like it kind of has like this R&B sort of feel to it in the main riff which is really really cool but then like the vocals is Ollie Sykes and he really brings it here I honestly 
especially maybe for the past year or so, I've said that his screams and his heavy vocals have really improved over the years. And especially in this song with like whatever effect they've thrown on his vocals, they sound amazing. I think this is probably the most I've ever heard Ollie Sykes like screaming. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause a lot of the songs that you've like brought to me in, in past episodes have been like him sort of exploring more of his like, Nice singing voice. Yes. But, um, yeah, so this song is definitely a very intense one. Um, but, like, at the beginning, I was, like, quite enjoying it, and then it sort of, like, progressively gets more and more distorted and mm-hmm. um, more and more intense, which kind of, like, pulled me out of it a little bit. <laughs> but I, in saying that, I really, really love the guitar riff. I think it's fab. I absolutely love it. And then there's this section that's, like, this really, like, chromatic, like, descending chromatic scale. Like, it's, if, you, if you're if you not listening for it, if you're not, like, a big music yeah. buff, you probably won't pick up on it. But I love hearing that in this kind of, like, really heavy yes. context because it's not something that you hear a lot. It's very much, like like a jazz standard Mm. type thing, like a lot of like chromatic scales and things like that. So like really like short um, distances between notes. Um, And I, yeah, the way that they do that is really, really cool. I was really hooked by that part. I really like it. Yeah, that that was also really cool. The first time I heard the song and when that came in, it threw me off because like you said, you really don't hear that in the context of like a modern rock song. So it's cool that, you know, Tom Morello and Bring Me the Horizon, the way that they've written this song, they've just pulled together all these different influences and created this wonderful song <laughs> that I love very much. So that is my caught my ear for this week. Let's get the party started by Tom Morello featuring Bring Me the Horizon. Maddie, over to you. Okay, so my caught my ear this week is called Are You by Zeph. So I've never heard of this artist before. Um, but I really, really like this song. Um, there's just one point in particular why I put it in this section. Mm. So like three quarters of the way through the song, it, um, kind of drops down. So it's like, think of it like this really kind of nice, airy, um, really synth heavy, like pop kind of song. And then... Yeah, so like three quarters of the way through, it like all drops down and the tempo gets like half speed. So it's yeah. quite, quite slow. And there's this really sort of um, really soft, really flowy kind of beautiful like melody line. And then, and like all of these like sort of um, really nice harmonies too. There's a lot of harmonic elements to it in there, which is really, really nice. And then it slowly starts getting faster and faster in tempo. And this string section comes in and does this like really, really punchy kind of um, string line. And then the song goes back up to like the fast pace that it was, like the same tempo that it was when it started. And I love that section. When that, that part of the song came on, I was like instantly hooked. I was like, this song is super, super cool. But other than that, it's like a really nice, like upbeat kind of fun, fun pop song. And I really like it. So, yeah, I mean, like as the song was going on, I was like, this is a really, really cool song. But that part when it because it is it kind of just happens without really any warning. And you're sort of just 
you know, if you're if you were listening to the song and you're sort of just listening and not really fully honed into what was happening, that will definitely catch your attention because it's yeah. it definitely just randomly it just like, immediately like just shuts sh- off, like falls out, and you're just like, what is happening right now? Actually, that's a really good. It like falls out from under you. Like that's yeah. literally what it feels like. And it's really cool because I think at that point in the song when it's it's basically just reconstructing again and like you know you hear the vocals come in and then you hear like this string I just love it when like artists use strings to... we've talked about this a million times <laughs> we but have. string sections are just the bomb oh. anyone who can play violin viola cello bass love it just love Amazing. it and I love it in this particular context too because it's basically trying to build up to like a climax again which is like it's just the best instrument to use for that oh absolutely and I think like right when it sort of comes to like climax there's like a cymbal hit or something and it just like gets you right back into it and it's really really fun like the the chorus is quite wordy there are a lot of words shoved into like a short amount of time but um the way that Zeph sort of like maneuvers around that Mm. is really really good so I am interested to listen to, like, the rest of her music. Yes. Um, but, yeah, that is it for my Caught My Ear. It is Are You by Zeph. And that's it for the episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you got all the way through that, um, you can check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, wherever you get your podcast fix. And you can follow us on social media at Caught My Ear Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's where you can send us your recommendations. We say it every week, but that's just because we're really interested to hear what you guys are listening to, no matter what it is. Yep. We will react, we will listen, and you've we will got, give our you've thoughts. You've got two weeks, guys. We're not going to have an episode <laughs> next week. So yes. you've got two weeks to send in your recommendations. Yes. Maddie so, has spoken. <laughs> yeah, get on it. <laughs> But yeah, you can also let us know what you thought about our songs that we brought up, whether you like them or you dislike them, or if you discovered a new artist that we brought to you, please let us know. But until then, you can join us on Monday for a brand new episode. Bye, guys. See ya.